0: Welcome to Let's Talk Sales. This is the podcast for anyone interested in growing sales. Today's episode of Let's Talk Sales is brought to you by our ebook, Leadership for Organizational Growth, where we discuss the nature of leadership, common myths and theories of leadership, and best practices for developing the skills you need to drive revenue growth. Be sure to download a copy today. You can find it in the notes for today's show at criteriaforsuccess.com slash pod360. This is Elizabeth Frederick, and I am really looking forward to speaking with today's guest. She's the founder of Interview Connections, which was awarded by Corporate Vision Magazine as the best specialty podcast booking agency of 2021. She is the co-host of the podcast, Monetize the Mic, and she's a prolific speaker, mentor, and coach.
1: Welcome to the show, Jessica Rhodes. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me.
0: I'm just so glad that you could be here, and I'm really looking forward to jumping in uh, and really discussing all of your expertise when it comes to podcasts.
1: But before we do that, I'd love it if you could introduce
0: yourself to our listeners, maybe in your own words.
1: Yeah. So I, I'm i a mom. I have two kids who are in elementary school, and I like to share that first because they're the reason that I started my business. I was originally working for a nonprofit organization doing door-to-door fundraising. So that's kind of where I get a lot of my skills and love for sales was going door-to-door. And when I got pregnant with my first child, I wanted to be at home. There was a you know, switch that was flipped and I wanted to be home. So my dad, who is an entrepreneur, told me about being a virtual assistant. And you can offer so many different services, set your own rate. Like it sounded like the dream. So I did that. He was my first client. (laughs) And I offered a variety of services, including booking him for interviews on podcasts and finding guests for his podcast. This was way back in 2013, which was like, the wild, wild west of podcasting. So that is when that's kind of how I got started. So, you know, today I live in, live in Northern Rhode Island. I have backyard chickens. I live in this house that's like over 110 years old. Um, so living that old house life where there's always a project to be done. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, I lead our sales team. So I was so excited to be on a podcast about sales and speaking with business owners about it. So that's just a little bit about me. I, I really love that. And
0: I do want to hone in on something that you said, because this is really important. You mentioned you, know, you, you had been in the fundraising space for a not-for-profit. Mm-hmm. And if anybody doesn't think that's selling... <laughs>
1: You're You're, you're (laughs) on.
0: And it's a really unique kind of selling that's involved. And so um, especially the fact that you were actually doing door to door, and I know at one point you managed a team uh, Mm -hmm. doing that, you, you learn a lot of really core principles around selling in a way that can't be all those stereotypes of bad sales, right? Nobody's, hopefully, nobody's <laughs> trying to do not, uh, you know, nonprofit fundraising like a used car salesperson. Um, yeah. And you have to really connect with people and understand why they might be willing to um, to donate. And it's a it's a really great way to have a deep understanding of sales and kind of why people buy, because mm-hmm. that's very similar to you know why they invest and and why they. Why they make donations.
1: Absolutely. I learned so much from that. And I did that for six years, started out when I was a freshman in college, worked my way up, became a trainer and a field manager within the first six months. And then after college was a canvas director for the Providence office. And, and I, I loved it. I mean, parts of it were really hard, but it was just talking to people face to face, knocking on doors and, I learned, one of the biggest things I learned was that people are really nice. You know, you always Uh get your, you know, some of the nasty occasion, you know, occurrences. Um, But when you look at it, it was just such a human experience to talk to people at their homes, talk about something that ultimately everyone cares about. Not everyone has the mental bandwidth to say they care, but it was a great experience. And I learned so much that I still use today. Absolutely, and I don't think
0: we mentioned, but it was about clean water. So yeah. certainly, I hope everybody cares about clean water. Yes. And you know, I look at the water bottle that I have right next to me. Um, I think yeah. about the fact that I live on an island surrounded by water that's a little bit dirty. Yeah, <laughs> in the East Rivers here in New York City. <laughs> yeah. And um, clean water definitely yes. <laughs> All right. Well, this is going to be a very meta conversation because you work on podcasts. Obviously, um, you host a podcast of your own and you are the founder of Interview Connections. So I'm going to start with a very meta question, which is why should sales leaders think about either guesting on podcasts or starting a podcast of their own? Kind of why podcasts?
1: Yeah. Podcasts are a medium, a type of media that has continued to gain popularity over the last Ten years. Um, every single year, there is, there are more and more consumers listening to podcasts. When I first started Interview Connections, there were a lot of people that didn't even know what a podcast was, mm-hmm. and today. I mean, almost everyone has either listened to a podcast or regularly listens to a specific podcasts. It's where people go to get entertainment, to feel like they're in a room talking with somebody. Like there's that that human connection that people really need. You feel that listening to podcasts. So it is a type of media where people are getting something that they need as humans, which is that connection. They're getting that education that they need. They're getting entertainment. They're lifting up their spirits. There's so much positivity that people get from podcasting. And when you're interviewed on them as a business leader, you're putting yourself into a space where a listener is giving you their undivided attention. And think about as a business leader, as somebody doing sales, if somebody comes to a sales call with you, having already heard you as a guest on a podcast, they've heard your story. They've heard you share expert tips that are helping them. They are going to be so much more interested in buying from you than if they just saw your website or just read through some of your content. So it's a way that you can accelerate the sales process and build the know, like, and trust factor so, so much faster. And being a guest on podcasts is often the way that I recommend people start because it's very low pressure. You can be a guest on a few podcasts to see if you like talking into a microphone. (laughs) If you start your own podcast, there's a bit more there to figure out and to commit to. So being a guest is a great way to get started. And and if you love it and you have an idea for a show that you don't think anyone else is doing, then I definitely recommend having your own podcast because there's just so much opportunity there for you when you have your own space to interview people, your own space to talk to your audience in a very unfiltered way. Absolutely. I I love that you brought up the just the way things have
0: changed. I, I wouldn't say I'm an early adopter when it comes to podcasts, but as soon as I started listening, I fell hard and mm-hmm. I'm subscribed to probably a few too many podcasts. And when you think about the kinds of connections you you form, as you mentioned, with podcasts, I, I think one of the first events, if not the first event that I went to after COVID started and when, when events started coming up again was a live show. A podcast that I listen to. Mm-hmm. And you think of how people are willing to buy, whether it's um, items that have been sponsored on a show, or whether it's tickets to a live show or books or um, you know, material, you know, t shirts, whatever that, mm-hmm. that are associated with the podcasts that they listen to. There, there is a relationship that you feel like you're forming with the the hosts with the guests that as you said you're you're opting in to listen. It's very different from being in you know uh, a magazine or a newspaper or something else and hoping somebody stumbles onto you. Certainly if they read it, they're opting in, but there's a there's a more kind of conscious choice that um, that's really involved in somebody making a commitment that they're going to listen to you and keep listening and not fast forward or move, move to the next episode.
1: Yeah. Absolutely, it's. I, I love podcasts. I love listening to them. I love guesting on them. I love hosting them. There's, I, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> Definitely.
0: So, um, I I want to get into, as you said, probably that first step. That's that's a logical step for you know uh, a salesperson, a leader in an organization is maybe being a guest on a podcast. So I want to talk about maybe two things related to that. First of all, is how does one become a guest on a podcast? Because mm-hmm. you kind of have to have to figure that out. And then what does it actually take to be a good guest? Because um, I'll say as a host, <laughs> sometimes people are not very good guests. <laughs> Fortunately, <laughs> yeah. haven't had too many of those. But um, I definitely could see some people not really knowing how to show up.
1: Absolutely. So how do you be a guest? Okay, let's just talk about that couple just first steps. As a business leader, before you invest time and money in this strategy of being a guest on a podcast, it's really important that you have a clear goal and a clear why Mm. for being interviewed on podcasts. And I actually just had a follow up sales call with somebody yesterday, hot off the press, I'll tell you. So we had a great call on Friday. He had great goals. I was like, this is fantastic. He'd be a great client. We can get him booked on all these podcasts. And when I followed up with him, he said, I don't think I'm ready to move forward because I, I need more clarity on my goals. And I said, well, tell me more about that because you shared goals with me on Friday. That sounded good. And he said, I'm not sure if those are the goals I want to meet. And I was like, that's an incredibly valid point. I'm definitely not going to push you to sign up because if you sign up and start doing podcast guesting to achieve a goal that you don't really want to meet, like Mm -hmm. that isn't in alignment for you, that's not, that's not good. (laughs) You know, you're going to waste your time. You're going to waste your money. You're not going, you're going to not going to achieve your goals. So you have to be clear on what you're going for. You know, is it building your email list? Is it educating your market? Is it creating content? Whatever the goal is, you've got to know that there's an intention for why you're spending time on somebody else's podcast, for why you're taking up space and sharing your story. What is the goal? So that's number one. Then you want to package yourself as a guest. So (laughs) when I say that, I mean, Put together a one sheet that has your bio, that has your topics, that has your questions so that when you reach out to a podcast host or when, you know, if you have a booking agent, they reach out to a podcast host and say, hey, Elizabeth, you know, I'd be a great guest for your show. Well, Mm -hmm. Elizabeth wants to see what are you going to talk about? (laughs) What's your expertise? What value can you bring to my audience? So a one sheet is a PDF. It's nicely designed and it quickly tells a host a snapshot of who you are, what you can educate their audience on, what are some questions they maybe could ask you, what's your contact information. When you have that one sheet, you really have the main tool that will help capture the attention of a podcast host, tell them the value you can bring to their audience, and then get booked. Um, From there, obviously, you know you're pitching, you're finding shows, you're pitching, you're following up, you're doing that—that sales work. It really is sales work to do that outreach. It's like if you're a hunter salesperson, you got to find those shows, Mm -hmm. you got to prospect for those types of podcasts that are going to be a great fit. You have to reach out, you have to be personal in your approach. You have to make sure that you see that common ground, just like you do with a potential client. You want to communicate how what you can bring. You're selling yourself as a podcast guest, so take all of your sales skills. Put them into pitching podcast hosts, and that's how you get yourself booked on podcasts. And I'll pause before going into how to be a good guest.
0: Absolutely. That's that's so incredibly important. And I'm going to say, I'm probably stealing one of your points. That's a, that's a bridge <laughs> between how to get on a podcast and how to be a good podcast. Listen to the podcast you would like to be a guest on, yes. um, both before you reach out to say that you want to be a guest. And then as you're preparing to be on a guest of a podcast, it's always kind of funny when You see people and um, even we, you know, we get people reaching out that want to be on our show and clearly they won't be a good fit based on what they're, you know, presenting in terms of their proposal. And that can tell me they've never listened to the podcast. They don't know our audience. They don't understand um, the kinds of people that we talk to and the, the topics that we cover. And so just like when you are targeting Prospects for your business, you do need to target intentionally when it comes to podcasts. You can't just say, well, they have a big audience. um, So I want to be there, but really thinking about is this a show where I can add value to that audience? Do I fit in with the kinds of guests they have, but have a different perspective? Um, And, you know, it doesn't have to be, not every podcast has, you know, here is our exact type of guest that the only people that we talk to. Some do. Uh, But, generally there is going to be a kind of you know wall around or at least a guideline that you should probably fit within
1: yeah absolutely listening to the podcast is huge and that is a perfect segue into what i want to share about how to be a good guest because being a good listener is one of the most if not the most important skill you can hone as a podcast guest Be a good listener. Um, I actually want to give a quick plug to one of my clients, Oscar Trimboli. He is a consultant and a speaker um, and an author out of Australia, and he is an expert in deep listening. He has his own podcast and he's been a guest on a bunch. So if you want tips on how to be a good listener, definitely follow Oscar. The reason being a good listener is probably the most important lesson or the most important skill you can have as a podcast guest is it helps you be really present in the conversation. When someone's really present in a conversation, they're going to provide better answers. They're going to have that emotional intelligence and that mindfulness around the space that they're taking up and when they need to pause talking, when they need to share a little bit more. So you just have so much more awareness for what's happening in the interview and can, and can contribute in the right way in the right amount when somebody is not listening well they're talking too much or they're not talking enough or they're not answering the question that they were asked so mm. listening is really the the biggest skill that I want to start with and, and really touch on and doing things you know if you're into mindfulness, like meditating, make sure you're hydrated. All of those things really help. And then, of course, just circling back to what you said, Elizabeth, listening to the podcast really helps because, yes, it helps you be prepared. It helps you understand the style of the show. I really like the tip of listening to their podcast because it just helps you have a connection and a bond with that host. Mm. You know, when we started this, before you hit record, you told me you listened to my podcast. And that, That does something for somebody when when you tell them, "Hey, I took the time to learn more about you." It makes that person feel good, and when people feel good, when you can contribute to that person feeling good, they want to. There's just a better connection there, and that energy, that connection, comes through in the podcast. Listeners feel that, so
0: yeah, absolutely. I I really love that, and I'm gonna I'm gonna respond to that last part first Mm -hmm. because it's top of mind, but um, the you can tell on a podcast when you're listening, if the host and the guest are meeting each other for the first time and don't know anything about each other, (laughs) that, that comes through in tone, in approach. And, you know, I'm not going to say I'm an expert or anything like that, but for me, it's critically important to have a pre-call with the guest, you know, and part of that is about aligning on the topics and making sure that they're a good fit for the show. But a big part of that is getting to know each other a bit and it's it doesn't have to require, you know, you don't have to have like a lunch with somebody or have a you know a ten hour long conversation, but even just a thirty minute call to to get a sense of you know, who are you? And um, what are you passionate about? What are you interested in? that does create a, a level of comfort that really changes the tone of a conversation and makes it, at least to me as a listener, a lot more mm-hmm. interesting.
1: Yeah, I could not agree more. I'm I'm a huge fan of pre-calls. I think they're so beneficial for all the reasons you just mentioned there. And this is something that we talk a lot about with our clients and it's kind of You know, we've seen the podcast industry grow and evolve a lot. In the past, I just want to talk a little bit about consistency, because that's a common question. Like, how often should I be getting out there on podcasts? Mm -hmm. And in the past, we would say like four times a month, one a week. And what we noticed over time was that our clients were so overwhelmed because not only were they getting interviewed on four podcasts a month, one a week, they were also doing pre-calls and they were also coordinating of scheduling. And it was like so much, it was just more than they could handle and they were getting burnt out. And so it really comes down to quality. And I don't mean like, obviously quality of the show is important i'm not saying quality like you should only be on really big shows but the quality of the connection with that host because if mm-hmm. you are just on autopilot trying to get on as many shows as possible but you're not leaving space for those pre calls for those you know prep you know prep things like listening to their podcast connecting with them on social media then you're just part of my French, half-assing every interview you're doing <laughs> so you know doing two interviews a month and making sure you're doing a pre-call with each of the hosts, making sure you're listening to an episode of their podcast, making sure you're connecting with them, I believe you will see greater results from your podcast guesting than if you were to just max out and try to do as many interviews as possible. Absolutely.
0: I had one person that was going to be a guest on the show, and we were scheduling the pre-call, and I heard from his team that he doesn't do pre-calls, and he was never on the show.
1: Yeah. It's a shame and we we we, we deal with this cuz we have over 200 clients and some of them will say like I'm not going to do a pre-call and we we always say like we've made content about it we're like really recommend it like this is this is an important part of the process and sometimes people just they don't understand how this is a relationship building strategy and that's why I talk about that as much as I can on our podcast and the content I create podcasting is not PR and publicity mm-hmm. this is not a strategy where you're just getting the spotlight on you talking and leaving this is a strategy of building relationships and connection and it just it's the the whole dating to marriage analogy if you want to marry somebody you're not just going to show up and talk and leave, you're going to listen to them. You're going to really take the time to learn about them and who they are and how can you provide value to them. You just got to take all of your relationship advice that you would give to somebody else. Um, <laughs> I think that's maybe why some of our clients that do the best are relationship coaches because they, they understand the value of relationships. <laughs> Absolutely. And <laughs> This
0: should hopefully be very natural for people Mm -hmm. in the sales space, whether it's, you know, um, senior salespeople, sales executives, subject matter experts, um, or or sales leaders, VPs, managers. Because if you don't know how to listen and you don't know how to build relationships, I don't think you've probably gotten very far in your sales career. And so it's these are these are natural human skills, obviously, Mm -hmm. but they're also very much explicitly sales skills and, and skills that are required to, you know, not just, sell, but to enable buying and to enable effective relationship development and, and long-term sales success.
1: Yeah. The, I, I'm also thinking of a client we have who is a sales expert and he does very well because he listens in the green room chat. He asks really genuine questions to understand and get to know the host, which leads him to doing better interviews, which leads him to connecting with hosts. He has had hosts that end up becoming his client because not because he you know pushed them into a sales funnel because he genuinely made a connection with them and they felt really safe to say, okay, I do need help. And I think you could help me. So it, this is a really great strategy for salespeople. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: And I think of people I've had on the podcast who we've, like you said, who, who maybe we've become a client of, or we've produced um, some sort of other event together or I mean, I recorded an episode yesterday with one of my favorite guests and she's been on the podcast three times. And every time she has a new book coming out or a new masterclass that she's launching or something else, uh, I'm always happy to have her on the show because I developed that relationship with her and I know the value that she brings to our audience. And so there's there's certainly, there's the kind of guests that you might have and view it as very much a one-time thing because you didn't form a relationship or maybe the episode Mm -hmm. wasn't so great, but, but if you've done the work at at being a good guest and really listening and responding and keeping up with the host and, you know, pushing them, Mm -hmm. they're going to want to have you back and they're going to want to continue the conversation.
1: Mm -hmm. Absolutely.
0: So, it's there. There's a lot about being a good guest, and um, I'm, I'm glad that you talked about. You know, there, there's the getting to be a guest, and then there's being a good guest. Now, I want to get into a little bit more challenging, which is yeah. all right. You're a leader, and you're listening to this, and you're like, maybe we should start a show. Maybe I should start yeah. a show. So, what are some best practices? And I know there's there's a lot here. I don't expect you to you know give the the master class here on starting a podcast, <laughs> but what are some of the the overall Tips or or strategies that you would recommend?
1: Yeah, well, number one, starting a podcast—it's the hardest part. I think is the the beginning, right? Mm -hmm. Figuring out what's the name of the show, how do I describe it, how do I get it on iTunes? Like all this stuff. Nobody says iTunes anymore. Apple Podcasts (laughs) (laughs) shows my podcast age. Um, So all of that is just that's hard. But that's all one-time things. My first recommendation, especially for business leaders which that's who we're talking to here. I was going to say, if you're a hobbyist, go crazy DIYing it. But for our business leader listeners here, find a podcast producing company that can take this off your plate. I personally do not think it is worth your time unless you randomly have like sound engineering skills because maybe you're a musician and you can do this on your own. Great. But most of us don't know how to do that. And so the best money you can spend if you want to have your own podcast is to find somebody who can take the work of, you know, getting like finding a media host, getting you set up there, getting it onto all the directories, editing the sound all of that stuff, a podcast production company can do for you, and it will make your life so much easier because then you can focus on the part that's really fun, right? The branding of the show. What do you want the format of the podcast to be? Really mapping out, using your marketing brain to think about what's the content I'm going to create that's going to make people want to come back each and every week. So that just comes down to storyboarding, really, like, do you want to do seasons or do you want to have a weekly release schedule? Um Either way is okay. There's very successful shows that release in seasons where the whole thing drops at one time and then the next one comes out six to 12 months later, or you could have just a regular release schedule where you're doing like interviews every week. So you just need to think about what's the format you like, um, lining up your guests, You know what types of guests do you want to have if you want to do a solo show or maybe you don't want to interview people, listing out what are the biggest pain points your target audience has. What are the solutions that you have? What would help solve those problems? So you can brain dump, you know, 20 episodes all at once just by listing out all the pain points that your target audience has. And then what are the answers to those problems?
0: Mm, that's that's such a great um, starting point because I, I love that you're not really getting into a ton of the, you know, download this tool and, and get this <laughs> specific microphone so because that's, that. that's really not it, right? Yeah. and. The idea of really thinking through all of this, um, I would imagine a part of that might be listen to different kinds of podcasts, right? Yeah. Maybe all the ones that you listen to are scripted shows. Maybe listen to a few interview shows that are less scripted. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you just listen to interview shows. Try to try to listen to a you know a sole host where they're not having guests and they're just presenting information and and see how that goes. And something that you have an opportunity to do with a podcast is find the approach that you're personally comfortable with, so long as it's going to match what your audience is looking for. And so if you don't necessarily want to meet a lot of new people, you don't want to do the work of finding guests and and getting them ready and all of that. If you can have a good show that doesn't have guests, that's that's very doable. There are shows like that. And so figuring out kind of the space that you're in, both from a what the audience is interested in cares about side, but also kind of the format of the show. That's a, that's such a great point, Jessica.
1: Yeah. And have fun with it too. This is a creative outlet for so many business owners. It's one of the few types of con well, I can't speak for other people. Some people find writing to be incredibly creative. I'm not really a writer. So (laughs) I find coming up with podcast ideas being really creative and that's a really fun thing. So have fun with it and know that when you start your podcast, let's say you start with a solo episode format, you can always change. You know, Mm -hmm. I've changed the name of my podcast a few times. I've changed the format. You're Nothing is ever set in stone. You can always change it. So do what feels right. Do what you want to do. And then just test, tweak, assess how it's going and just know that it's yours. You can always change it. Absolutely. And having some sort of a I mean,
0: potentially, depending on depending on your level of structure. I'm a very, like, step-by-step sort of a person. Maybe you want to schedule, like, quarterly. I'm going to look mm-hmm. back and see what's working, what's not working. What have I had fun doing? Maybe looking at the stats and what have our listeners enjoyed listening to? Yeah. And being really intentional about pivoting rather than just, oh this was, this was miserable. I'm never going to do that again. Well, maybe your listeners really liked that and you can figure out what did they like about it. That can be a little less miserable for you.
1: (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Um, so as you, as you work with, um, with both individuals who want to be on podcasts and podcasts who want to find individuals to be on there, I'd love to maybe hear about, um, whether you have some, some stories and examples, like you mentioned the the expert on deep listening, but some stories and examples of, um, the, the kinds of people or experts who you found maybe make really good guests and, and maybe it's easier for you to book them, you know, (laughs) the the, the people who it's not, it's
1: not pulling teeth. (laughs) Yeah. Oh gosh. What is the common thread there? Uh, I honestly don't know if there is a specific like, topic or expertise that is easier to book or makes a better guest. I will say, regardless of the, the industry or the business type or the topic, what makes a really good guest is someone that's able to tailor their interviews and tailor their answers and their content to the listening audience. Because that's what will keep your interviews fresh because sometimes people will say, well, I don't want to be on interviewed on a bunch of podcasts. It's the same interview every time. Well, yeah, if you're not tailoring your answers, but you know, going on a podcast and making sure you understand and you ask the host who their audience is, who their listeners are, and then tailoring your answers, treat every interview as its own conversation and not just a carbon copy of the last one you did just because the topic is the same. Um, so that's what I'll say there. I mean, I did mention sales experts tend to have a lot of success and be really bookable. And I think that's because there's so many sales skills that can be applied to this Mm -hmm. strategy because it's like connecting with humans and also sales is something that so many people have trouble with and need help (laughs) on. So it's like, it's something that people are like, yes, my audience needs help with sales. Yes. My audience needs help with sales. Um, Speaker trainers as well, because so many people want to be speakers that that tends to be a really popular topic um, as well. So those are a couple that come to mind as people really being connected with. Um, Yeah. And then also relationship coaches, especially relationship coaches who have found a really good niche because, Mm. you know, for example, my client, Dr. Jolie Hamilton is a um, relationship coach for uh, non monogamous couples or creative monogamy, and it's kind of a taboo topic. But that means the right shows like love her and want her on the show because she stands out. So if you can really stand out in your industry, that will get you booked. Absolutely,
0: I I really love that, and you know to to what you said at the very beginning, we've all well. I won't say we've all, but I think many of us are familiar with when a movie comes out and the cast of the movie goes on all the shows and all the podcasts and everywhere. And you can tell when... They're just repeating the same stories and examples, and right. and they're getting the same questions, and it's boring. And you don't want to see them interviewed by five different people if all of those people are going to ask them the same things, and they're so tell the same you know three silly anecdotes, and they're going to tell the same jokes to each other, and mm-hmm. it's it's not fun. And I I fully understand you know they're exhausted, and, and <laughs> it's a whole lot harder than being a guest on a podcast. But if you can really uh, tailor your approach. Somebody might want to follow you to a different podcast. If if they hear you on two different podcasts they listen to, and each time you're sharing different things, uh, you know, and it, it's relevant, or you're, you're framing the information a little bit differently, that demonstrates a level of subject matter expertise, of care, of um, listening, that's really appealing and definitely is going to, I would say, increase your, um, just the, the respect that people have for you, rather than feeling like I'm listening to somebody who has a script and, you know, yeah. they just get wound up and, and go. Yeah, exactly. I totally agree. And, and there's just a level of being able to pivot and to follow mm-hmm. along with the conversation. Part of that is in the listening. And it, you can't really listen and, and, you know, go wherever a conversation might, or you can't really go wherever a conversation might lead if you're not listening to it. But there's also the knowing stuff, right? Having Having a breadth of knowledge outside what you necessarily knew that you were going to be talking about and being able to follow trails a little bit. That's another way that, to me, some of the magic in podcast is that you can tell sometimes when you're listening that a conversation went farther than people expected it to, that that maybe a topic came up that was unexpected for both the host and the guest. And yet they, they discovered something together in speaking. And if you, first of all, don't listen. And if you, second of all, don't have the, the subject matter expertise to be able to follow down those trails, that's going to be another way that you're really limited as a
1: guest and, probably terrified when a host Mm -hmm. asks a question that you aren't necessarily expecting. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, podcast guesting, podcast hosting, whatever you're doing, it's a skill just as much as anything else. It takes practice. Um, One of the things I really enjoy about booking entrepreneurs on podcasts is seeing how much they grow and seeing how much better they get at being interviewed Mm -hmm. over the course of months. So don't get down on yourself if you don't have all the skills yet. It really does take practice. It's that whole sports metaphor. You have to get out on the court and actually play the game. You can't be a good guest without actually getting interviewed and practicing.
0: Absolutely. And I will say the same for hosting. I yes. I never like listening to the sound of my own voice, but the thought of listening to the first few episodes that I that I hosted um, is even more cringy than listening to my voice on, on some of the later
1: ones. Absolutely. Hosting takes a lot of work. And my gosh, listening even comes in so much more because as humans, right, our brains, we just, we lose our trains of thought. We drift off. Thoughts come in and you're like, That's, leave me alone. I'm hosting a podcast right now. Like it's a lot. You have to be present. You have to be listening. You have to think of good follow-up questions. So it is such a skill that is honed over the course of, I mean, I'm going on nine years now, so... (laughs) (laughs) There's always things
0: we discover, certainly. Mm -hmm. Well, um, something I always like to ask our guests is, are there any trends that you're keeping an eye on, whether it's very specifically related to podcasts and and booking for podcasts or something else um, that you just uh, have noticed that we should be paying attention to?
1: So I just got back from a podcast conference, one of the the industry's largest conference called Podcast Movement. So um, just observing trends, talking to people there. One really interesting trend is that a lot of people are selling their podcast, like podcasts are being acquired by companies. Which huh. totally fascinates me. It may not be the most common thing for an entrepreneur who's using this as a specific marketing arm to their business, but that I find really, really interesting that right now there's a lot of acquisitions happening in podcasting because companies want to add podcasting. and if somebody grew a great audience and has a great show, there's companies that will buy your show um, and then add it into into what they're doing. So I find that to be incredibly interesting right now in the industry. Absolutely.
0: And for anybody who is listening, and is is thinking about a podcast, not for their business, um, but, you know, for a hobby or an interest, certainly, um, you see that happening on a big scale in terms of whole podcast studios getting bought by, mm. um, by other groups, I think of uh, Gimlet bought by Spotify and, you know, things like that. There's, there's a lot of consolidation that happens, but also, man, if there's, if there's a podcast that's popular, that has a unique audience, that's just like in the past, you know, um, organizations might buy a blog and buy a website, you know, a forum that has a certain user base and they want to, get access to those users for themselves. So it's it is logical, but it it that's something I I didn't really expect to think about. So I'll be paying attention to that as well. Thank you.
1: Yeah, and then there's one other thing. There's a lot of uh, there's just a lot of money coming into podcasting. Um mm-hmm. John Lee Dumas, the host of Entrepreneurs on Fire spoke at Podcast Movement and he also told me we were talking about how, you know, HubSpot signed a two-year contract to sponsor his show, which is unheard of for mm-hmm. a sponsor to sign a contract for that long um, without even like a special code or anything. It's just HubSpot.com. So uh, there's just so much confidence in podcasting that big companies have. So it really validates this strategy for, for small business owners that if a company as large as HubSpot is willing to sign a two-year contract and not even expect to track the stats of a specific mm-hmm. sponsored show, you know they are so beyond confident that this is the strategy. That that businesses need to be using. Absolutely, definitely
0: um, the the changes that have happened in the podcast space over even just the last few years mm-hmm. have have been really amazing to see. And as you said, this is it's still a, a growing industry, but it's starting to hit maturity. And mm-hmm. you see shows and um, that have been around for a long time where you see best practices that have been kind of commonly accepted or expectations that people might've had for, for what made sense. And a lot of that has been rethought and it's being rethought. And, um, th- there's a lot of new opportunities that that creates. Yeah. So, um, final question that I always like to ask our guests is, do you have any resources that you would recommend to our listeners?
1: So I want to recommend, uh, a series of, Well, I don't think it's a series, but they're all by the same author. I just binged through Michael Singer's books. Um, He wrote The Surrender Experiment, Living Untethered, and The Untethered Soul. Mm. And they were completely transformational for me, totally shifted the way I approach my days. And just in light of our conversation around listening and just the role that mindfulness has in podcasting and the ability to be present, I just wanted to recommend reading any of Michael Singer's books. My personal favorite was The Surrender Experiment. Wonderful. That
0: definitely sounds like a great one. I will have to check that out. All right, Jessica, if listeners want to learn more about you and your work, where can they find
1: you? Interviewconnections.com is the best place to go. We have lots of resources from articles to resources to podcast episodes and, of course, contact information if you want to get reach out and get in touch. Yep. And uh, as a reminder,
0: your podcast is Monetize the Mic. Yes. Thank you. All right. Thank you so, so much for speaking with me today, Jessica. I've really enjoyed our conversation, and I'm sure our listeners will as well. Thanks, Elizabeth. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning into today's show. You can find the notes and resources for everything we've been talking about today at criteriaforsuccess.com pod360. If you enjoyed the show, please recommend us to a friend. That helps more people discover it. And if you haven't subscribed, make sure to do that so you get every new episode. You can subscribe for free wherever you're listening right now. We love feedback. You can leave us ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts or email us if you've got direct feedback, questions, guests or topic suggestions, podcast at criteriaforsuccess.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CFS Playbook and the blog at criteriaforsuccess.com slash insights. Let's Talk Sales is a production of Criteria for Success and is produced by Ryland Sylvester. Happy selling!